Good morning, good night, or good evening, whatever time of the day it is you're joining us. This is the Tulsa World podcast uh, slash video slash uh, camp meeting and film festival. Uh, I'm joined here by my colleagues Jimmy Trammell and Grace Wood to talk about what uh, we've been investigating for you all in the world of uh, arts and entertainment uh, that we'll, we'll write about in future issues of the Tulsa World. Available at fine newscast or news sellers ah, everywhere, and of course online at tulsaworld.com. Um, we'll, uh, we'll 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 head off for the danger zone to start with. Uh, Top Gun two recently opened, uh, the biggest opening of a Tom Cruise film ever, and uh, I believe you've discovered something uniquely uh, Oklahoman about. Uh, about this film, Mr. Trammell. Yeah, one of the pilots in Top Gun Maverick is Jay Ellis, who, because of a military background, attended, uh, I guess, try to get this straight, 12 schools in 13 states or 13 schools in 12 straight states, whatever the math is. Anyhow, jumped around a lot, but essentially calls Tulsa home because he went to uh, high school at Metro Christian and Booker T. Washington and also went to... Um, a couple of middle school years in Tulsa. So of all places in the universe, all the places he's been, Jay Ellis considers Tulsa to be kind of home. Very cool. What's his his role in the movie? He plays Payback, who is one of the pilots. And uh, we, uh, I just got off the phone with him maybe an hour ago uh, for a story that will be in Sunday's Tulsa World and TulsaWorld.com. We talk about his Tulsa roots why people seem to love this movie. He had a, a well-thought-out answer about that. And just kind of his uh, growing up in Tulsa and some other things about his life. Very very interesting guy, very squared away. Did he give you any any, any secrets about Tom Cruise? Or <laughs> he, he said glowing things about Tom Cruise and all the interviews I'd read in advance of my interview. Uh nothing but the kindest things to say. And so I, I didn't press him on that, but I did mention that, hey, oh, by the way, Tom Cruise was a puppy when he made The Outsiders in Tulsa back in 1982. And he was aware of, of that. Uh, but uh, really a fun chat and uh, probably would still be talking if I didn't say, you know, hey, let's cut it off after 20 minutes and, and go on. I have an interesting anecdote that I just remembered about the oh, movie. wonderful. Um, I saw it on Monday and there's a scene I don't want to give it away because it's kind of a spoiler but there was a scene filmed at my alma mater Pepperdine I recognized it immediately and then I remembered last year when I was still going to school there I saw it being filmed and I was so confused because I saw like all these like military uniforms and things like that and I was like oh I like because at the time I didn't know they were making a Top Gun sequel so I was like, oh, what could this movie even be about? Like, that's so weird. It's probably some just like random thing. And then it ends up being like one of the biggest movies of the year. So yeah. I had an interesting flashback moment um, when I saw it on Monday with my favorite dad. Tom Cruise movie of each each of you. What's your favorite Tom Cruise movie? That is a good question. Um, Mr. Watts. <laughs> well, the, the ones of... I, and I, I, I can't confess to seeing all of them, but uh, I've often thought he's at his best 
when he's not the lead. Like I thought he was amazing in, in a movie called Taps about um, a, a, a military school um, sort of, you know, going down on lockdown and uh, holding Before the Outsiders. You know, it was before the Outsiders. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick one, the, the, I'll say the, the, the one that I've seen more than once has been Mission Impossible. So the original Mission Impossible, that that one, I thought, if I had to pick a favorite Tom Cruise movie, that's going to have to be it. Okay. Grace? I'm going to have to go with Rain Man. I really love that movie. And I feel like people kind of, like, I kind of forgot that he was in it until you brought up that question just now. And I was thinking about it, but I really love that one. I need to yeah. rewatch it. Filmed in Guthrie, you know? What? I didn't yeah, know it, that. It was, yeah. Wow, cool. At least, at least part of it was. I mean, it was, sure, that's right. But yeah, they, they, yeah, I, I remember that now. Yeah. How about you, Jimmy? A Few Good Men is really a great movie. I mean, that's mm. him and um, all the folks in that. But uh, I I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for risky business. I mean, to me, it was a, it was just a fun movie back in the day. So I'll, I'll pick that one. Okay. Hey. Sounds 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 like a plan to me. Well. Um, Talked a little bit about uh, one person's history in Tulsa, and uh, Grace, you uncovered a little something about a piece of Tulsa history that uh, somebody possibly could own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something interesting I got to learn about this week for World of Homes is that the home of the famed Tulsa artist and designer Ada Robinson is now up for sale for the first time in almost 50 years. Um, Robinson was really kind of renowned for being just a huge patron of the Tulsa art scene and also for her um, contributions to Boston Avenue Church. So she just um, has a lot of history here and is really like a renowned figure in Tulsa. And so this is her personal home that's up for sale. And it's almost 100 years old and it was built for her by two of her most famous art students when she was a teacher at Central High School. Um, the architects, uh, Bruce Goff and Joseph Koberling. Um, so this Saturday, we'll kind of have like a look inside the home so everyone can see what it really looks like inside. And it was constructed very much in like an art deco style. So it still contains a lot of its original features. Like there's a conversation pit in the living room, which I think is really cool. And a lot of really interesting light fixtures and some stained glass and stuff. So um yeah, it's a really cool thing, and I'll be really interested to see who becomes the next owner. Well, Bruce Goff also designed the uh, Spotlight Theater at about the same time. I was curious, are there, and there are some vague correlations between those two buildings and how they look. So, um, and uh, oh, something else came to mind, but I, it slipped by. Jimmy, you look like you had something to contribute. No, I'm... I'm good. I'm, I respect uh, Grace's knowledge on this subject, and I'm okay. <laughs> what was like hundred years? Oh well, it, uh, it, it 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 was a fleeting thought in my head. So it was in a, it was in an unusual place that ran away and hit. You wanted us to pull our money together and buy the residence. Is that correct? <laughs> well, is it? You say it's it's a hundred years old and has a has it been kept up to date or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The um, 
the owner who is selling it now, um, I believe his name is Thomas Thixton, and he is a former architect, and he was actually a student of Bruce Goff's at the University of Oklahoma while he was teaching there. Um, so he really has like a reverence for this kind of architecture and wanted to move into the house like specifically for that reason. So he did a really great job of upkeeping it and um, making sure it's move-in ready. So it, it still looks pretty good considering how old it is. And I remembered what I was thought, what I thought of. It's absolutely worthless, but I do remember. You mentioned uh -huh. that there was a conversation pit in the living room. Uh -huh. In one of the last things that Bruce Goff designed, unfortunately, it, it, it's, it was destroyed by fire some years ago, was um, a place in Bartlesville called Shinan Khan. And one of the things about it was the conversation pit in the middle of the of, of the thing. So it's odd that or it's kind of interesting that one of his one of his first residential constructions and one of his last feature the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I said, absolutely worthless, but um it was in my mind. So uh, speaking of buildings, uh, we'll have a story this Sunday about the Tulsa PAC, which the city uh recently approved a uh, five and a half million dollar uh, package from uh, the city's um, let's see well basically the, the, some of the funding that the city received because of the COVID pandemic to try to uh, fix up a lot of the backs, uh, behind the scenes areas of the building which are greatly in need of, 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 of repairs. It may not be something that they've, they've done a very good job about um, keeping the, the, the front of the house that the, the patrons see in, in good repair. But um, when uh, the staff members refer to one area as the, 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 the stairway to hell and another as the ramp of death, you figure that they probably need to do some so I'm fixing. So we'll talk about that and the pause and <clears throat> also the fact that uh, we may at some point not too far in the future need to look at building an entirely new performing arts center because I mean it's this year is its 45th year and for a place that has a quarter of a million people come through it just as guests every year, not to mention all of the backstage people. Uh, it's had it's had a rough life. So so that's what we've got uh that's what we've got coming up. Uh what was Stairway to Hell or Ramp of Death an Indiana Jones movie? Because I <laughs> I think I missed those two. Yeah, those yeah those 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 those, those were those those were those were gonna be direct video sequels. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I'm I'm I, I I know whereof they speak when they refer to the ramp of death, and it's 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 precipitate. I'll give you that. But uh, anyway, so um, let's see what else what else have you got coming up for us, Jimmy? Um, well, if we wrote about every music artist that had a Bob Dylan connection or Bob Dylan or cited Bob Dylan as an influence, we'd be talking all day long because he was so influential. But uh, one act in particular has uh, very solid uh, Bob Dylan ties, at least three that I can think of in terms of recording. Uh, but 
Oak Crow Medicine Show is coming to Kane's Ballroom on Sunday. That's the band I'm speaking of. And I'll just, uh, as a teaser, I'm going to write about them on Friday. I interviewed Catch Secor, the vocalist for Oak Crow Medicine Show. And uh, just to give you one of those connections, uh, the 1973 movie, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, Bob Dylan was in the movie, wrote the soundtrack for the movie, and barely started a song, like a, a little tiny snippet of a song, maybe a few seconds. Okay, uh, when Catch Secor was a teenager, he got a bootleg copy of this unfinished Bob Dylan song and said, oh, I'll just finish it for him, you know, which takes some guts to do, you know. I'll finish this Bob Dylan song. But he finished the song, it turned out to be Wagon Wheel, which is the signature song for Oak Row Medicine Show. And later, Darius Rucker made it a number one country song when he covered it. And uh, But that's one Oak Row Medicine uh, Show tied to Bob Dylan. There are others. But we talked for a long time about uh, his appreciation for Dylan. And I said, you know, are you going to visit the Bob Dylan Center when you're, when you're here? And he said, well, you know, of course. Uh, when, when they visited here and the Woody Guthrie Center first opened, as soon as he got off the bus, he went straight to the Woody Guthrie Center. I'm sure it'll be the same thing. And if I remember correctly, when uh, they were doing uh, promos for the Ken Burns series on country music, Wagon Wheel was was the song that was uh, that was used for that. So yeah, that's that's uh, uh, that 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 that's that's gained a life far beyond a snippet off of uh, the Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid soundtrack, which I must confess is the first Bob Dylan record I ever had. Huh. Um, and it's kind of odd, but you know, knocking on heaven's door was 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 the hit, and has been for several other people as well. Yeah. So, well, speaking of 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 of, of landmarks and old homes, uh, the Harwelden Mansion, uh, June eighth and 9th, uh, is going to be the site of an unusual production called Gatsby Redux. It's by uh, a Los Angeles-based. Uh, dance company called let me get this right mixed emotion theatrics and it is uh going to be performed on the grounds at Hart Weldon and it is a not so much a retelling of the great Gatsby as it is um and 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 evocation of of the story and the mood uh, of 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 the book that'll be done around the grounds of, of Hart Weldon. That's part of Corgus Productions uh, Summer Heat Invitational Dance Festival. So that'll be June eighth and 9th at at Hart Weldon. Um, the performance will be outside, but inside there will be um, uh, refreshments for those who who wish. And if you are uh, in the mood for food in the next couple of weeks we we, we 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 cover we cover culinary taste high and low in the next few uh we did a, a story about a new place in jinks called chicken cone which uh does weird that, that takes the chicken and waffles idea uh and turns it into something you could probably eat while driving um and then we will uh review uh Il Seme, I believe it's pronounced, which is the new uh, Italian fine dining establishment that uh, 
the, the women behind Farm Bar and Living Kitchen have created in downtown uh, Tulsa. It's pretty darn good. Um, if there was a way that I could have snuck out with a quart of their marinara sauce, I would have done it. So <laughs> those are things to look for in the coming coming days and weeks. June is a very, very busy month with festivals and the like. Our uh, uh, current issue, uh, Wednesday weekend section, lists a lot of the, uh, the fine arts and music festivals that are uh, going on around uh, the area from uh, the Chautauqua presentations to the OKM music in Bartlesville to Juneteenth. Uh, so check that out. Uh, as we say, either online at uh, TulsaWorld.com or pick up a copy at your favorite convenience store, supermarket, and wherever fine reading material is sold. So, well, I think that will do us for this week on behalf of... Oh, 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 Grace has more. I forgot. Grace has one much more. more Sorry, more I feel thing. like we've been talking for a while, but I did want to mention my uh, World of Homes feature for this Okay, Sunday. my apologies. No, you're good. Totally fine. But um, I just have a story kind of covering all of the upcoming events that are happening at the Tulsa Botanic Garden for June. Um, they've got a lot of really fun stuff planned, um, like workshops for how to make your own succulent bowls, using plants like aloe vera and haworthia, as well as a workshop for how to make your very own fairy garden. Um, and something that they're doing that I think is really interesting is they're hosting a plant sale in honor of National Pollinator Week. Um, they'll be selling a variety of plants like hibiscus and different types of milkweeds that not only look beautiful, but they also serve as a food source for pollinators like bumblebees and butterflies and hummingbirds that play a really important part in our ecosystem. So they'll have those plants available for purchase so that people can take them home and start planting their very own pollinator gardens. Um, so for more information about their June events, um, you can look for my story in Saturday's Tulsa World. I've got like a whole comprehensive list. So you can check that out. And on that note, we should probably conclude before I mess up again. <laughs> no. On behalf of Grace Wood and Jimmy Trammell, we want to thank you for uh, hanging around with us for this time. And we will gladly see you later. Behave. Bye.